0: Our scripture today comes from Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also others' boats with them. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. Welcome to our Reflection on Sunday for June 22nd. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis, and as many of you know, my time last week became very monopolized, uh, focused on our California Pacific Annual Conference for 2021. And this is our opportunity to meet together uh, once a year, all of the pastors at the same time are uh, giving the bishop an opportunity to address to us many, many things all at once. And we can begin to look at the path of our annual conference and, and envisions that the bishop is holding in the bishop's heart as we think about what the future means for our annual conference. Uh, never more so. Did that happen then this year? As we are weighing out the implications of what will be the 2020 general conference that will actually be taking place in 2022. So I want to talk about a letter that was sent actually last week and share with you some of the statements that are in it because it's going to be, and it was, a major conversation at annual conference. Before I get to it, I want to repair a statement that I've made at at different times uh, during sermons. I want to repair um, uh, an inward frustration that I've had within myself. There's been multiple times in these uh, conversational pieces on Tuesdays, and I've used this in different sermon topics, I have dealt with the inward frustration that as we are fighting towards the end of our COVID separation, and so many major steps are happening, not just at North Coast United Methodist Church, but also in the California Pacific Annual Conference of what it will mean to be back together in indoor in-person worship, and it's very exciting. Um... But within that, also, uh, there has been times that I've had the conversation, us working hard to come back together so that we could begin the work of separating. And I've, I've used that statement multiple times. And within me, there is an inward frustration. We've been apart for months, a year and a half. And we've done electronic worship that's held us together. We've, we've altered our worship practices of outdoor worship, and even we at North Coast United Methodist Church did drive in worship very much in the heart and the fashion of Robert Schuller developing what would become the Crystal Cathedral uh, and outdoor, in cars, uh, FM radio worship service, uh, like a drive in. So, we've been going through these work, going through these processes to come back together. And within that, I still receive information of we're going to have the 2020 General Conference in 2022, and these are the possible implications of that. So many times dealing with my frustrations of working through what it means to return to in-person indoor worship and the desire of having everyone back together in the home sanctuary even though, and I'll say this over and over again, as John Wesley shared, the world is our parish. The the world is our sanctuary, and wherever we meet and gather together, where, whether it be inside our, our our sanctuaries or in the patio outside of the fellowship hall, or even if we meet in a in a beautiful park to celebrate Christ, wherever we proclaim the name of Jesus Christ is our sanctuary. But within that, that also dealing with the reality that at the end of 2022, there will be a gathering and one of the possible results of that gathering will be a restructuring and a reshaping of what we know as the United Methodist Church. Now, I've explained all that, so now let me do some of the repair. There are times that we work really hard for something and then one of the results of that is adding in another future piece that may contradict the work that we've done. So I'll explain that right now. Right now we're working to be all together in person, indoor worship. And and we've used this narrative throughout our annual conference of what it means to come back together. We use the narrative of being of standing together while we have social distanced over time, showing what it means of the the expanded reach of the Holy Spirit, and no matter where we are, the Holy Spirit is there with us. So even, I mean, even in, in our process of returning to indoor in-person worship, we've even displayed a little contradiction in actions, where we proclaim that the Holy Spirit is wherever, we definitely do have a place that we we signify reverence of of sitting with the Holy Spirit, and that's why, even though we full heartedly believe that the Holy Spirit. It, exists and thrives outside of the sanctuary, we want to return to that sanctuary to sit in this acknowledged place of spiritual reverence so that we can experience that connection with the Holy Spirit. So now, over time, I've used this phrase, we're coming back together so that we can eventually separate. So let's talk about that narrative because there's things that we have to do As we proclaim our identity and faith, that then when we proclaim that identity, future challenges come along and we have to address those within the identity. And sometimes we go through this long work and this long working process to develop our faith identities, our worship identities, our congregational identities. And then we face head on a challenge. And even though we may be doing something contradictory to the phrasing of the work that got us where we are, it doesn't mean that the work we move forward to do isn't crucial to the identity that we established. That was wordy. So let's talk about that a little bit more. As we move to this moment of what will be the 2020 General Conference at the end of 2022, we are moving towards a a place where we will proclaim our identity. We will proclaim what our identity is in the grace of Jesus Christ. We will proclaim our identity and how that we feel that we act and interact with greater world in the name of Jesus Christ. If we, if we still, once again, the phrasing from John Wesley, the world is our parish, what does that mean? If we celebrate in our time of Holy Communion that we have a truly open table, that anyone can come and experience the grace of Jesus Christ, what does that mean? And as we proclaim our identity, how do we fully proclaim it in such a way that it's fruitful and it grows and it transforms the world? That's what we're dealing with. And yes, we have worked very hard to return to our sanctuary. Now we take our congregational identity in a new path. And depending on the results of whatever is decided in 20. 22, we expand changing our identity as long as we're honoring the work that we've done. Wordy again, but I'm going to explain it. I want to read to you what we affirm, and this is a letter that came out from the annual conference, what we affirm as our identity as of the California Pacific Annual Conference. So let me just read some of these things for you. We affirm and proclaim God's love and grace creates and upholds a church in which all God's beloved children are welcomed and embraced. Jesus is the host at the table of grace, so we come together in in our diversity, in a spiritual humility and gratitude. A new church will be vibrant loving community in which our differences are affirmed as a manifestation of god's abundant and holy creation making disciples for the transformation of the world is best done through welcoming recognizing and utilizing all the varieties of gifts that the holy spirit has called forth a faithful church is one in which the sacraments, the rites of confirmation, ordination of marriage, and all servant ministries are open to those called by God and affirmed, and affirmed by the church. The value of the foundation provided by our historic doctrine and the Wesleyan eschological of the United Methodist Church which is marked by covenant and grace, as we become the church God is calling us to be. The theology approach that engages Scripture through the lenses of tradition, experience, and reason, which allows for a brief, a brevity. Excuse me, of faithful understandings. A church born of living, a church born of the living Word of God, open to the leading of the Holy Spirit through scholarship and life itself, a connectional church in vital mission to and with the world for the transformation of the church and the world. So that's what we affirm. We affirm God's loving grace within all God's creation. We affirm a place that is opening and welcoming for all to find a place of participation. And we challenge ourselves to continue to learn, to continue to grow, to continue to use reason, experience scripture, and tradition to grow and experience new things. But when we when we proclaim these things, we have to have a, like a living response it's It's the way that we are proclaiming that we will act and share these things. so what of our what are our actions to accept the freedom and power God gives us to resist evil injustice and oppression in whatever forms they manifest themselves, seeking to do no harm to persons or creation and seeking to do good living with compassion equality and mutuality amidst our god-given diversity it's one of the things that we uh, confess to that we acknowledge within our baptismal promise to claim jesus christ as our savior and to put our whole trust in christ's grace as we honestly face our individual sins and Systematic injustice engage in meaningful and transformative acts of repentance and actively work towards faithful reconciliation between all neighbors and communities to embrace and celebrate the vital and necessary gifts given in service of Christ's Holy Church by those whom God calls to ministry in baptism or ordination of all nations ages races genders identities and sexual orientations to work alongside other christian other christian communities and with our interfaith partners to address the brokenness in our neighbors and around the world again all this is just readdressing rephrasing the covenant that we make in our baptisms And then we act that one more time. We talk about how that we are going to acknowledge the gifts, how the the claiming the gifts of God and what we do to make that possible. So we promise to nurture God's call in every person to encourage boards of ordained ministry to examine the content of each candidate's character and the gifts and the graces they possess for ministry, and not reject a candidate solely because of their sexual orientation or gender identity, to stand with with our bishops as they ordain new generations of clergy for ministry to celebrate the mystery of love that joins two people together and continue clergy to have ways to say yes to join couples in holy matrimony to refuse to submit to pressure complaints of pastors who marry same gender couples or of pastors who are our LGBTQIA+ plus siblings. So we have, we've had this whole document processing our identity, but not just processing our identity as a California Pacific conference, but also putting the active steps in the place. And if you look at it, and I, I tried to point this out as I was reading them, our active steps that we're putting in the place come straight out of our ritual of baptism. And they come straight out of our ritual of baptism of what we say that we will do as servants of Jesus Christ to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the entire world. I want us to think about this. And now I have talked collectively in the stance of the California Pacific Conference. But now I want to pull this back because we... At North Coast United Methodist Church in Oceanside, California, we also serve as a local congregation. And we have to process what our identity is in this. And we're blessed with this guidance from our annual conference that lays out a foundation that we can say we are a part of that identity. And we've said that. I'll share with many of you because there's people who are walk, watching this video who have not been a part of our journey as a local church in Oceanside, California, and you don't know a lot of the steps that we've already taken. In the year 2019, our church took very hard focus on what it means to be a fully inclusive church. Our church has taken a hard focus on what it means to proclaim that all are welcome and all have a place at the altar of Jesus Christ. And in 2019, we had different meetings. We we talked during Bible studies. We had this very prayerful conversation. I wrote many letters explaining what a reconciling church is. And in 2019, we, we proclaimed our identity. We proclaimed our identity as a church that would love and, and and accept and welcome our friends of all loving relationships, our friends in the LGTBQIA plus community, and we proclaimed our identity that we will move forward sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with no exclusion. And we've been living that since 2019. And as we look at these things that have been laid into place by the annual conference, even though I, I do apologize to you, my dyslexia got a little bit away while trying to read this to you today. What we're beginning to see, not just at the annual conference is also proclaiming that same identity, but they've been able to address it in such a way that even I couldn't. I'm very blessed to see as they talk about the Active steps that they're going to to do to uphold the identity they they have, they have taken the baptismal prom, uh, promise that we all have made, and transform that in the active steps of living this identity to the greater world, accepting the power that Christ gives. that God gives through Christ to resist evil, and injustice, and oppression, to claim Christ as our Savior and to put our whole trust in Christ's grace, and then not just putting our trust in that grace, but then to go out and to look at systematic injustice to engage in meaningful transformative acts of repentance to truly go out and care for the entire world and to put things in place that anyone can find their place at the table of jesus christ i i love how the annual conference has taken the covenant That we've already made with God and has turned it into action points so that we can live out our identity as individuals with open hearts, open doors, and open minds saying, we have a place at the table of grace for you. Please hold on to this prayer with me because this is General Conference 2020 and 2022. This is it. This is the conversation that's taking place. We are sharing. This is our identity. This is our identity and this is how we will live in that identity. Now, I just went through this whole conversation. So now I'm going to go back and repair what I've been saying. We aren't getting back together so that we can separate. We are getting back together. So that we can live within our faith identity fully and completely. And even taking new scary paths so that we can live fully in the faith identity that we proclaim. So that anyone can find their place at the table of Christ's grace. Hold on to all that. Thank you for joining us for this reflection on Sunday. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.